Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. Did the Flames actually underachieve, or were there extenuating circumstances that made it look like they underachieved? All that on today's episode of Locked On Flames. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Jess Belmosto, and today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Locked on Flames, or if this is your first episode, thank you so much for joining me. It's a pleasure to have you here. I really appreciate all of you uh, tuning in. At, I mentioned on Twitter over the weekend, this show has been growing exponentially with the success of the Flames, and I appreciate every single one of you. So if you're interested in a daily Calgary Flames podcast, make sure you're tuning in wherever you get your favorite podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Audible, Odyssey, and of course, we're also free 99 on YouTube. I do want to address the elephant in the room. Yes, I still sound sick as a dog. Uh, working on that, I'm very sorry that I sound like this still, and one day at a time, I guess. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about uh, something that's kind of been heavy on my mind, and that is the Rangers' success versus the Flames' success. After watching the Rangers defeat the Carolina Hurricanes in seven, I think it's easy to feel like the Flames got cheated. The Flames had the exact opposite problems of the Rangers. You know, the Rangers team is fully healthy, and they did not have goaltending issues. In fact, <laughs> the Flames faced goaltenders that resembled brick walls while uh, the Flames, I mean, sorry, while the Rangers ended up facing goaltenders who were of AHL caliber. Uh, you know, I, they didn't really face starting goaltenders. I think they faced uh, one starting goaltender in like the first game of the playoffs. And I think that was, you know, they played Tristan Jari once. So, um, you know, I, I don't think that it is fair to compare those two. I think that every postseason does come down to a little bit of luck. And this year, luck seems to be on New York side. Um, but I don't want to say that the Rangers did take the easy way out because they did have to go seven games with Pittsburgh and they had to go seven games with Carolina and they have not had it easy. You know, I think that it's, um, they, they've had to come back from behind twice and that's not no easy feat. And to be the first away team to win in the PNC arena all postseason uh, is huge. And, you know, congratulations to them. And again, luck, don't, you can't just like write them off because of luck. I think that that's uh, discrediting what they have been building there over the last few years. And that's fine. I think that there were circumstances that get, that got in the way of the flame success. And it is a learning curve. 
as is every um, postseason and regular season. Every season just kind of has has these uh, definitive moments where you need to learn and grow from. And the Flames just couldn't shut down McDavid and the Oilers' secondary scoring. And that's fine. You know, I think that – I mean, it's not fine. But that that is a fair thing that to learn and grow from. You know, I think that it's very um, – this was a new success. Like this was a new journey for the flames. And I don't think that you can just say, Oh, they, they underachieved because they didn't make it to the conference finals. No, I think that (laughs) they have had success in their own way, just because this is the first time the Rangers um, made the playoffs really since they're retooling and rebuilding and they're going for a deep run. That doesn't mean like, I just, I just personally feel like you can't compare the two because they are at two different stages of their development and this journey (laughs) to their Stanley cup championship, you know? And we're going to talk more about the minimal retooling that the flames did this past off season and why I feel like we're just going to dig deeper into why I feel like you truly cannot compare the two. Um, But the Flames haven't tasted success in a very, very long time. And the Flames didn't underachieve. The Rangers are overachieving. And, you know, I do think it is entirely different on the East and West. In the East and West. But um, I just really am not convinced that the flames underachieved. I think that there were lingering injuries that did really hurt them. And Matthew Kachuk breaking his hand in a fight is absolutely ridiculous. And he didn't need to get into it. So yeah, in that sense, he did underachieve, but they were able to win around after years and years of struggling to get over this first hump. They, they have that taste of success. They know what it takes. They took those first steps to across the starting line to get to the next and then to the next round and then to the next round and then to the Stanley Cup finals. So I do think that the taste of success is there. And, you know, you can't write it off just because they didn't make it out of the second round. You can't just say, oh, it's one and done. Like, this was all they had. Like, everything's going to be so different next year. Like there's not going to be this. There's not going to be that. Like I've said, the window is wide open and things can only get better from here. And yeah, they can also get worse, but (laughs) I think that with the coaching system that they have, things are bound to get better. Coming up next, we're going to talk more about this season and why we're not writing it off after one go around. But first let's talk about bet online. Bet online has all of your sports betting needs. Um, as always, please gamble responsibly. Um, find all the latest sports odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and next season's NFL futures. Bet online is considered is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about more trends and actions. Bet online where the game starts. 
Thank you all again for tuning into Locked on Flames. I greatly appreciate it. And thank you for sticking by me while I deal with this cold, mysterious illness that is (laughs) preventing me from sounding like a true podcast host. Uh, But you know what? Just like I'm not healing overnight, success isn't built overnight. Please remember that the Flames did minimal, minimal retooling last offseason. You know, the core piece that they lost was Mark Giordano and their defenseman and their captain. Um, And they brought in a few more blue liners that truly weren't anything besides an overpayment. You know, you traded for Zadorov the same day you um, bring in Blake Coleman. And then you bring in, you bring in Eric Goodbranson. And, you know, you're bringing in Eric Goodbranson, who is just, again, this older defenseman that you're not really sure, you know, what they're going to do. And same thing with Zadorov. The only reason you're bringing in Zadorov is because he's a big dude from Chicago who is essentially just another Sam Bennett in terms of taking penalties. And he proved to be that. Um, um, And then, you know, you do end up signing Brad Richardson and Trevor Lewis for that veteran presence. Um, You know, they were part of that waiver line. They ended up waiving Brad Richardson and he's on Vancouver now. And it's just like, what, what did these, signings do like what did they do besides fill roster spots and of course obviously aside from Blake Coleman coming in as a great free agent signing and just like that first glimmer of success you have them trading for Dan Vladar and you're feeling a little bit more secure knowing that Marky can get rest he never got that rest though he never got that rest and I like I and that's another thing that they're, that's another hurdle that they're going to have to jump over next season because Markstrom, I guess, didn't end the season with an injury. He's already back in Sweden. He didn't need surgery or anything, which is great to hear. But his performance in the second round really, um, just really makes you wonder how, how much better could it have been had he, had that proper rest. And I'm sure we're going to dive into that more this off season. We have a long few months ahead of us here and there's plenty to dissect. And this was truly the first real season, first full season under Daryl Sutter and his system. I call last year, the trial period and how, you know, he got to work out the kinks, see what worked, what didn't work and kind of adjust as and get the players to adjust to what he wanted as well. And it was their first year of having a coach who believed in the team and didn't want to tolerate mediocrity. He didn't tolerate mediocrity and he wanted to make them better. This wasn't a bad news bear situation anymore. It was this team truly playing at a level that was number one, successful and number two, to their full potential and they could have reached higher potential had things ironed out nicely. They don't always happen like that, though, you know? Um, you didn't have a full, fully healthy Sean Monaghan either. And I understand. People have their beef with Sean Monaghan. I just, 
I feel bad for him. I think that he is just so unhealthy and just falling apart that his career is probably going to end a lot sooner than anyone expected. And, you know, Sean Monaghan and his struggles are an entirely different conversation that we have to have, but he he held back the bottom six too. He didn't do anything that was truly beneficial to this team. He had like two or three good games and that was it. And you don't find yourself in a position of winning without years of trial and error and building chemistry. The Flames had that chemistry, and there is no denying that in the slightest. There is absolutely no denying that. And they absolutely had potential to do more. They did, but things just weren't firing and clicking on all ends. Callie Yarncroke didn't score his first goal as a Flame until the last game, until game five. Chris Tanev was your best defenseman through the playoffs, and he was injured beyond belief. He was mangled and falling apart. This team still has talent and ability to keep winning. You and you don't get here by accident. You don't get to winning the division, blasting expectations out of the water, and wanting and acquiring talent like Tyler Toffoli, Blake Coleman, and Jacob Markstrom overnight, and it doesn't happen by accident, you know? Players sign with teams, especially as free agents, um, because they believe in this team and what can happen. And there is not a doubt in my mind that this team can repeat what they did last year, or this year, I guess, and take it a step further. I think it is absolutely doable. I think that You know, we have to get back to kind of managing our expectations, though. It was 200% okay to believe that this team was going to go to the Western Conference Finals and be disappointed. I I don't want anyone thinking I'm, like, invalidating that. I just um, want everyone to remember that, you know, our expectations can kind of blind us and be silly, uh, you know, silly little blinders to where we actually are as a team and versus our opponents. Coming up next, we are going to have a conversation about this gatekeeping situation I've been seeing on Twitter. And this tale is old as time. Can Flames fans root for the Oilers as Canada's team? Rivalries are something that we're all accustomed to, especially as sports fans, you know. Red Sox and Yankees, the Cubs in the White Sox, Toronto versus the second round, the Jets and the Giants, the Cowboys and the Eagles. And of course, the Battle of Alberta, Edmonton versus Calgary. How can you root for a team that eliminated you? How can you do that? And how can you root for a team that is your biggest rival. I don't know how you can do that. I don't know how you can want them to win. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you you're not a true Canadian or you're not a true Calgary fan if you're rooting for the Oilers. I could not give two 
flying craps who you're rooting for. Now that the Carolina Hurricanes are out of the playoffs, I think we're all happy. I think we're all happy that the Blues and the Canes are out. Um, you know, personally, I think it, I am not rooting for the Oilers. I, I'm I'm rooting for that little boy Ben's happiness. I, I wish him nothing but the best. It was his birthday the other day. He, he, I can't little let LaBamba boy be sad, but I'm also not actively rooting for the Oilers. I'm actively rooting for the Avalanche and the New York Rangers because I interviewed for a position with the Avalanche, obviously didn't get the job, but the people that I interviewed with are actually really amazing people. And I love their social team and uh, Jesse Comfort's brother plays for that team as well. And Nazem Kadri, uh, that's fine. You know, um, I think the Avs are a great team. That's that's no denying. Do I think it's sick that Connor McDavid could be playing in a Stanley Cup final in like a week or two? Yes, absolutely. I don't care. I don't care. Um, and honestly, I'm really tired of Tampa Bay. I am happy to see an underdog like the Rangers be in a position where they're in a conference final. I have a lot. I live in New York, not a Rangers fan by any means, but you know, it's nice to see (laughs) my mutuals on Twitter be happy. Like we all, we can all find different reasons to root for teams or not to root for them. I could say, I don't want the avalanche to win because Nathan McKinnon um, injured himself and ended up getting Taylor Hall chased down and ended up hurting Taylor Hall. Um, Or they had a nasty hit against Nolan Patrick and things like that. Oh, I don't want Tampa to win because Kucherov's dirty or they already won too many times. I don't want the Rangers to win because I think that they stink. I don't want the Oilers to win because I don't want to see Evander Kane happy. That, that is very, that is a true reason. I do not have to dig down deep for that one, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I just hope the Oilers get their asses handed to them. I don't I, I don't want to see little La Bamba Ben sad, but I don't want to see Evander Kane happy. I'm sorry. I um I, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you who to root for. I think it's gonna be a long series. I think it's gonna be another six or seven game series. But I hope everyone has fun. It's hockey. None of this matters. Like, that's the thing. When people get upset and, like, all rival, like, none of this truly matters. We are just existing. Can I get an amen? <laughs> but thank you all so much for tuning in to Locked on Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and I will see you uh, tomorrow. Bye-bye.